It's the day we've all been waiting for. The day we've talked about for weeks at this point. Today at 4 p.m., the Major League Baseball trade deadline finally happens, and we will get a final feel for what this Phillies team will be. We don't even know if they will make another move, but it's going to be exciting. Counting down the minutes to see a couple of trades last night, including one with a division rival. We'll dive into that, but more importantly, huge victory from the Phillies last night, winning 4-2 to two in the first game of a three-game series against the also competing for a wild card spot, San Francisco Giants. We will dive into it all, look ahead to the trade deadline, so much more today. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, July the 31st, the last day in July. Also, the Major League Baseball trade deadline, and for the first time ever, it is the only trade deadline Major League Baseball will have this season in years past, August 31st have been the non the waivers deadline, so teams could still place players on waivers and trade them. Uh, while you couldn't trade everybody that way, there were certainly a lot of big names that moved in August and a lot of ways for teams to supplement their roster as the race get a little tighter and a little closer towards the end of it. But that is not the case this year, which theoretically should make for a pretty frenzied trade deadline so far quiet until... Last night, the things got rolling with a monster three-team trade between the Indians, the Reds, and the Padres. We'll dive into all that coming up. But first, let's look back at what was a really nice victory last night for the Philadelphia Phillies. And how about that Drew Smiley? Drew Smiley, two starts for the Phillies, two outstanding efforts as Smiley now Gets his second uh, straight brilliant. Didn't get the win uh, the first time. Gets his first one as a Philly, but his second straight brilliant outing as a Philly. Goes seven innings, four hits, one walk, five strikeouts, and just looked in control from start to finish. At no point was a ball hit hard off him. It just felt like soft contact, soft contact, soft contact. Barely any balls got out of the infield. And Drew Smiley just brought it. And, man, what a... uh, What a pickup Drew Smiley has been so far. Again, this is a guy who had an ARA over eight for the Rangers earlier this season and trying to make a comeback from Tommy John surgery a couple years ago and now seems to be finally potentially regaining that form. He's also, as Megan Montemoro pointed out on Twitter, has changed the usage of his pitches here in Philadelphia. He was using his fastball a lot more in Texas, using his off-speed stuff more here, and that is clearly been a boon for him and has led to uh, success so far. Smiley has just been awesome. 103 pitches to get through seven innings. Again, seven shutout, only four hits allowed, a 5-1 to K to walk rate. Just a really nice outing and passing the eye test too. Granted, both the uh, the Giants and the Pirates, the two teams he has faced, are uh, are not world beaters as far as it goes offensively, but Smiley's looked really good, and he's looked in control, and again, the weak contact has really stood out. It's looked like hitters just can't barrel up on him, and Smiley's someone who has had success in the major leagues. He was a really good pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays and the Detroit Tigers. He was a nice pitcher. He was someone who you could count on to go out and give you good good outings, and uh, obviously the injury, the long road back, and, and now maybe, and look, it's only two starts, and again, two starts against 
less than stellar offenses, as I said. But um, I think you have to feel really positive about what Smiley's shown so far. Uh, you know, granted, again, only two starts, only 13 innings, but he's passing the test and he's doing everything we could ask of him so far. And again, I'm not expecting him to go out and give you a six or seven, one or no run innings every time, but. Look, I mean, this has been a team that outside of Aaron Nola has gotten absolutely zero from the starting pitching, especially over the last month and a half, two months. So, man, bring on Drew Smiley and let him take the ball every fifth day, and let's hope it continues. Again, um, you know, you're, you can't bank on it, but at the same time, I think you feel really good so far. You feel good about what you've seen, and not just the, the actual numbers, but watching him pitch and the way he's mixed his stuff and the ability to throw things for strikes. And again, the weak contact he's induced, I think it's time to get a little bit excited about Drew Smiley. Again, I don't think uh, we can start calling him the, uh, the number two starter in a playoff series quite yet, but Smiley's been really good. And I think you've have to feel pretty darn good about it as the Phillies offense backed him up just enough last night, not a, uh, a ton of offensive support all in the fourth and fifth inning, but, but certainly enough to get the job done in the fourth inning they threatened JT Romito had a nice night. Romito with a two for four evening. One of those uh, hits gets on base and scores on a Michael Franco ground out. And then Cesar Hernandez would come around to score on an Adam Hazley double in the fourth. And then the Phillies would add a pair more in the fifth as a Reese Hoskins two run bomb. Bryce Harper walks three walks on the night for Harper. He would come around to score on a Reese Hoskins just beast shot. I mean, he just smoked that ball dead center right you know just off dead center just a a monster one of those right off the bat you're like oh that's out of here so nice series get going a little bit there Cesar a couple hits Hazley a couple hits that nice RBI double that uh, was pretty important at the time Segura goes three for five the offense getting going a little bit uh, from a hits perspective 11 hits only capitalizing on four runs Kingery struggling though Kingery goes over five that Batting average has dropped down to 273, but outside of Kingery, I think you felt pretty good about what you saw last night from the Phillies offense. Granted, again, not world-beating, not good enough in in the general sense, but they did enough to win. And um, ultimately, it was Drew Smiley last night who stole the show. Smiley, the star of the show. Again, seven shutout for Drew Smiley, and uh, it's exciting because, look, we need to see more from this offense. We've talked a ton about that. We need... We need Bryce Harper to break out here. Three walks and a run is nice. It's not the Bryce Harper we need. We need Romuto to st- look. He looks like he's starting to heat up a little bit. We need that to continue and, and grow. We need Segura who's starting to heat up a bit to, to kind of build on that. But ultimately, Smiley gets the job done. The offense will have to do more than they've been doing. But ultimately, last night, they did all that was needed as Drew Smiley just uh, really, really awesome showing. As we mentioned yesterday, uh, coming up, we'll talk about the trade deadline and the moves last night and all that stuff. But the Phillies did make a move yesterday, uh, two days ago, excuse me, signing, uh, trading for Jason Vargas, trading an org player, you know, Austin Bossard, a 26-year-old catcher batting 195 or whatever it is, not someone you're worried about losing. But they do bring in Jason Vargas. Vargas is, as we kind of discussed yesterday, a uninspiring move. But at the same time, as sad as it is, he is an upgrade of what we've seen from this rotation. And with the incoming Jason Vargas, all of a sudden the Phillies, two lefties in the rotation at the moment. Let's see what else happens trade-wise. But um, we were kind of wondering who would go to the bullpen. Would it be Arietta? Would they decide to maybe shut him down for the year? Would they 
potentially decide to send Velasquez back to the pen. And ultimately, it was the guy who we all thought needed to be out of the rotation, Zach Eflin, coming off six his last six starts, a 10-2-3 ERA, giving up over a run per inning, just absolutely horrendous over the last month plus. And Eflin, the guy who goes to the bullpen. And I, I was a little surprised by it. Look, they kept rolling him out there. I thought, if anything, maybe Eflin would be put on the IL with a phantom injury, sell his options, they could have sent him to the minors, but instead they sent him to the pen. And for what it's worth, Eflin really handled it with some grace and dignity. Eflin, Megan Montemore again tweets out, um, Eflin was a little surprised about getting the bullpen, getting moved to the bullpen. Um, but here's what he said. He said, if I don't like it, I should pitch better. I hadn't really been doing my job. Going to the bullpen is another opportunity for me. It's a challenge. I'm a fan of challenges, and I wholeheartedly believe I'm a starter. Bravo, Zach Eflin. Bravo. I mean, that is how you act like a man. And you take a demotion in stride and you try and make the best out of it. I just, again, look, Eflin, in my opinion, had to leave the rotation. He's been a train wreck for a month and a half. But just seeing the way he handles it, man, makes me feel so good about him moving forward. That that kind of attitude will get you far. And he is not as bad a pitcher as we've seen. I really think there's something, or I've thought there's something physically wrong with him. The fact they're not putting him on the IL makes you wonder, but... Um, he has just not looked like the same guy, but was the best pitcher on the team for the first month of the season. Without question, even over Nolo, because Nolo, of course, was struggling. Um, so I, I think Eflin could be a starter, too, down the road. I still like Zach Eflin and the way he handled the demotion. I mean, geez, what a what a pro. What a pro. And he deserves all the credit for it. And I hope he goes to the pen and figures it out and come back and help the rotation. The Phillies also make another move yesterday, a move that I uh, I like. An under-the-radar move. And look... I think on the whole, and, and we'll see what happens today, we'll talk about the potential for trades and all that, but um, right now, Van Klentek has clearly gone dumpster diving, to use a phrase. Uh, in terms of the additions they've made, it has been the Vargas trade and then a bunch of signings. They signed Drew Smiley. They signed Mike Morin. They signed Jose Perella. And yesterday, they signed Blake Parker. And I didn't even know Parker had been let go by the Twins. He had been part of the Twins' bullpen this season and actually closed a little bit for them. Um I like Blake Parker. I I don't know if you've ever watched Blake Parker pitch. I saw him pitch for the Angels a fair amount last season. Um, also closed for them at times. Has never really been able to, to keep it consistently and never been able to kind of capitalize on his talent. But he's got some nasty stuff. Blake Parker's a dude who can, can make the ball move, if you know what I mean. So um, I, I like the idea of taking a shot on Parker. And... I mean, when you look at this pen and the issues they've had, obviously, and just the injuries, I mean, I was talking about this today with a buddy and just thinking about, like, man, you lost David Robertson, Tommy Hunter, and Sir Anthony Dominguez. Those were three guys who you were theoretically counting on, especially in Robertson and Sir Anthony, to be the back end of your bullpen. The back end. And Robertson, or it looks like probably not going to be back this year. At least that's the way it's trending. As I expected when I heard the elbow issues, I was like, not good. But um, adding a guy like Parker helps the pen. He's not great, and he certainly has trouble with consistency, but he's at least got stuff. You know, Blake Parker can come in in a big spot and strike a guy out for you. <laughs> I don't feel like everyone in the pen can do that. So um, while it's a dumpster diving move, you know, you're not 
super enthused about any of these moves, though Drew Smiley, who knows, could turn out to be a home run type move if he keeps pitching this way. But I think ultimately when you look at it, I think Parker's a nice signing, and I think he will help the team more than hurt it. And, uh, again, he's uh, you get him for free, essentially. Obviously just money in terms of no assets given up. So I'm fine with it. It's not – the worry is that Klentag is making these moves, adding guys like – you know, Drew Smiley, and, and that is looking great so far, but Smiley and Perella and, and the small move for Vargas, and the, those are the type of moves we're going to see, that if we see another trade today, it's going to be a middling trade for a, a low-rent starter or something, and, you know, that that is frustrating to think about because this team has so many holes, but as we've discussed many times, it's also incredibly understandable, and it is disappointing because I, I do think this team... It really would be valuable, as I've said, a bunch on this show would be valuable for them to make the playoffs from a number of perspectives, but I also understand not going all in. Having said that, I also do look at this situation for next year and say, all right, well, you're still going to need starting pitchers for next year, and Madison Bumgartner and Garrett Cole are about all that is out there on the free agent market that is of note, and Garrett Cole is somebody who's going to cost a ton of money. So, you know, I look at guys like Miner and, and Ray and Granke and some of these guys who are theoretically available now, and, and obviously a couple of them had already been traded in, in Marcus Stroman and Trevor Bauer, which we'll get to. Um, so you look at these deals, and it's frustrating because that's the kind of guy you would want the Phillies to have for next season as well and kind of shore up the rotation into the future uh, for next season. But um, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out today. And as I mentioned, a couple of the guys we wanted off the board. I still the Stroman trade is the one that really drives me crazy because when you look at what the Mets gave up, and of course, beauty is in the eye of the beholder in terms of prospects, what the other team feels they're getting is most important. And they must have liked those guys, but um, it's hard to believe that the Phillies couldn't have matched that offer in some way, shape, or form. And Marcus Stroman would have been perfect. But say la vie. They didn't, and thus we'll have to see what they do today. Coming up. We will dive into the trade deadline of it all. It's a big day today as, again, at 4 o'clock today, it all goes down or all comes to an end. We'll see if the Phillies do anything before then. We will dive into that, what they could do, what they should do, and what else has already been done as a division contender. Also doing something last night. We'll get into that and more as well coming up. It's Phillies Today. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back, Phillies Today, James Seltzer. As mentioned prior to the break, coming up at 4 o'clock today, the Major League Baseball trade deadline. And the Phillies um, right now sitting at 56 and 50, just a half game out of the wild card. So they are right in it. And again, we know that they are not necessarily a uh, a someone you feel like can win the World Series, but um, they're not far from a playoff spot. They're right there with these teams. And if they can shore up this team, shore up the rotation, shore up the pen more, shore up the bats, whatever they could do, anything to help this team, uh, look, it has the chance to really um, maybe make up the difference in a game or two that they need to make the playoffs, to make that wild card game, which does matter. So big day. Um, first, let, let's get to what happened last night as a couple trades were made. First, division rival. The Braves trade Colby Allard to the Texas Rangers for Chris Martin. Not the Coldplay guy, the relief pitcher. Martin's been awesome for the Rangers this year. He's really talented. Great strikeout to walk rate. Um, but Colby Allard's a legit prospect. The Braves came up. Former uh, first-round pick. Very talented kid. 
Um, so this is one of those uh, seems like a good deal for both teams type of move, but I do think that it is also a deal that, that could come back to haunt the Braves, which is great, but also makes the Braves much better in the here and now. <laughs> Chris Martin, absolutely a massive upgrade to a struggling bullpen. So Frustrating. The uh, much bigger trade last night that doesn't affect the Phillies in the division, but hey, someone who's theoretically contending for a wild card, Trevor Bauer to the, Bre- to the Reds. This was an unexpected move as we see Marcus Stroman go to the Mets, which was a shock to all. And then last night, Trevor Bauer to the Reds. So Stroman to the Mets, Bauer to the Reds. This is a big trade as Yasiel Puig goes to the Cleveland Indians along with Franmil Reyes for the Padres, who's been a beast this year for them. Those guys traded to Cleveland. Uh, the uh, Padres um, also sent Logan Allen, a lefty pitcher to the Indians, and get back Taylor Trammell, the Reds' number one prospect. Certainly a better um, a better piece than I'm sure the Phillies were offering or had to offer in such a situation, though Trammell's had a bit of a down year as their number one prospect, a very talented kid. So um, a few takeaways. First and foremost, it's an interesting trade from the Reds. The Reds have pitching. Sonny Gray's been really good for them. Rowark's a guy we've talked about trading for if they were deciding to sell, but um, they trade away Puig, which I thought was interesting. I think, look, I think it makes him better. Bauer, I think, has a bigger effect on winning now than than um, Puig does. But Puig's been really good lately, and the Indians, it makes sense for them because they get Puig and Franmil Reyes, who automatically makes their offense substantially better, and that's where they were really struggling. So I get it from the Indians' perspective. Um, from the Reds' perspective, it's weird. Uh, you know, it seems like they're – trying to straddle the line of, of contending or, you know, but also look Bauer for next year. You have, they must really like Trevor Bauer, obviously a volatile personality. We'll see how he blends in there in Cincy, but um, a really fascinating trade. And the other takeaway from it is that as you know, expected the Padres are not in it for this year, though they did have a glut of outfielders. Um, Framio Reyes has, has really helped them this year and they're trading for a prospect. So it does look like they are, Starting to look towards next season, which is notable because they do have some names of, of guys that they could still move away, particularly guys in the pen. Um, so interesting. That was a, a massive trade that came down last night that, that certainly affects the landscape of things. And again, I think the most interesting part of it is that, that we've talked so much about these controllable starters. And there were six or seven guys we talked a lot about. We talked about Matthew Boyd, Mike Miner, uh, Robbie Ray, Zach Greinke, and of course, Lance Lynn. Those are guys who are all controllable starters. But the other two we talked a lot about are Marcus Stroman and Trevor Bauer. Those two have been traded and neither one of the Phillies. And Again, it's frustrating because, again, I totally understand the idea of the Phillies not wanting to trade for Madison Bumgarner if he's available or trade for someone who has just the rest of this year left on their deal. But if the Phillies have the opportunity to go out and get someone who's going to be here for the rest of this year and next year, or in the case of Lance Lynn, two more years, it does look like Matthew Boyd and his three more years of team control is probably not going to get traded. At least those are the reports that... Detroit's asking price is just too high for Boyd, so we'll see how that plays out. But ultimately, it really is starting to feel like the Phillies are going to get left uh, without any of these controllable starters who would be an impact starter. And instead, I think I think it's far more likely we see the Phillies trade for if they if if 
they make another trade. Again, I'm not sure they're going to, but I think if they do, it's going to be more of these the, the Jason Vargases of the world, whoever those guys might be. And I think they might look to add a reliever. If they do, it's not going to be Kirby Yates, even if the Padres are moving him. It's not going to be Will Smith. It's not going to be one of those guys who um, is going to cost an arm and leg. I think it's more likely to be a Sam Dyson or a, um, you know, uh, someone who's a uh, uh, – Craig Stammen, you know, one of these guys who's um, not going to cost a lot and is, is could help you but isn't necessarily a, a high-impact move. Um, I think that's the way they're going to go right now. I hope I'm wrong. I would love to see them make a move for a Robbie Ray or someone like that. I would love to see them, you know, go out and get a bullpen arm who, who like Chris Martin from the Rangers, who really you think can really help this team. But just from the rhetoric we've heard from Klentak, from McPhail, the – way the team has looked, all that type of stuff. It just doesn't feel like that's what's going to happen. And again, look, GMs and presidents have lied to fans before, so I'm not saying just because they said it that I buy it. But I'm also saying that the way this is shaping up right now, and I I had thought they would make a move for an impact starter. I just don't anymore. I I think that the Jason Vargas moves of the world are the moves they're going to make. And look, I would rather they do that than have a misguided belief that, that they could make this team good enough to, to win the World Series this year with, with a couple trades. And again, caveat, I know, anything can happen in the Major League Baseball playoffs and all that stuff, and that's very true. It really is, but you can't count on that. You can't expect that. And when you look at this team, look, they just they don't have the feel of a team that could, could make that kind of run. I mean, again, they've only won five, five games in a row this season is their, their highest streak. I mean... Um, they just aren't a team that's really felt like a, a team that can go on a dominant type of run. So I understand not wanting to go all in, but I also am frustrated. Look, if, if the trade deadline ends and Jason Vargas is the best upgrade you made your rotation, obviously not counting a Drew Smiley breakout that no one saw coming, um, a potential, I should say. Um, you know, if Vargas is the best move they make, it's going to be frustrating. I can't help it. I can't look at it and say, oh, I feel great now. I don't. But I think you can make moves like the Jason Vargas move that can, you know, ultimately win a game or two for them. And that could be the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. Again, they're half game back. They're right there with all these teams and, um, None of the teams are great, whether it's the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Washington Nationals, who I think are the best of the bunch, but none of those teams are great. They're all mediocre, middling type of teams that uh, are really a lot like the Phillies. The Phillies are right in their class, so um, I would like to see them do more. I would like to see them really try and, and go for a playoff spot here, and they can do so without hurting next season but if i had to guess it doesn't seem like that's gonna be the case all right tonight back at it and a a massive game against the giants as as phillies need to start winning some series here against teams that are not the new york mets or other scrub teams and the giants right there in the wild card race so they need to win this series and it'd be nice to just get it out of the way tonight and then have a chance to sweep tonight vincent velasquez takes the hill against Jeff Samarja, Arietta will go in the series finale tomorrow, 105 start, and then Jason Vargas making his Phillies debut against the White Sox on Friday. So that should be riveting, riveting stuff. Um, we'll see. Look, uh, we got a few hours here to find out if the Phillies are going to do something else. 
Uh, and if not, this is the team we'll see. I, I, I still think they make some moves. I just don't know if they're going to be exciting moves. But I think they do something. Either way, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. As again, the Phillies, Giants tonight, and then a big one tomorrow as they round out this series. Would really be nice to see the Phillies find a way to close this, uh, to win this series and start to get on a roll and, you know, start to make us feel a little bit better about this team heading for a playoff spot. But right now, uh, all we can do is keep our fingers crossed and hope for the best today. Tomorrow we'll be back to react to it all. The, the Giants game, more importantly, the trade deadline and everything that happens between now and then. So until then, thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.